Okay. <laughs> <laughs> CDO is alive and well. <laughs> but no news there. Hello, and you are listening to episode 79 of Honest, Open, and Vulnerable. My name is Ryan. And I'm Scarlett. And this is a stream of consciousness podcast that delves into an eclectic mix of topics. And it's also adult-oriented, which includes language and material that may not be suitable for kids under 18. Uh, you, you definitely uh, encourage uh, feedback and uh, comment and whatnot. Uh, the easy way to do that is post a comment on our website, hovpodcast.net. And you can... I fell asleep there for a second. <laughs> and you can also uh, find us on Twitter at HOV Podcast. And we're also on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash honest dot open dot vulnerable. And you can also email us at HOVpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 231-846-8420. Uh, you can find my blog at InScarletStorm, uh, excuse me, InScarletStorm.wordpress.com. And there is some activity there, actually. And um, you can also find me on Twitter at InScarletStorm. And you can find me on Twitter at Inspiration underscore FLO. So, um, kind of in the week or so, kind of le- leading up to here, uh, you you uh, men- mentioned a, a Fresh Air inter- interview that you li- recently lis- listened to with uh, uh, an interview with some someone from the NFL. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, yeah. Um, actually, what I've been um, because, well, anyway, back up. Um, the, uh, forgive me if I get the details the exact details of this wrong because okay. um, this happened right after you went on vacation, um, like the day after I think I listened to it, um, or maybe the day that you left, okay. anyway, right around in there. Um, anyway, um, I was listening to uh, Fresh Air, might have been on the weekend, I think, the weekend edition, um, but um, there was a gentleman from the NFL, his name is uh, Derek Morgan, he is a linebacker with the... Tennessee Titans, and um, he's been very active about. He's um, currently a player with the NFL, and he is the only NFL current player who is advocating for the NFL to kind of lighten their policy of any NFL player who is found to be using medical marijuana to be banned from the NFL uh, to lighten that policy. The reason why is for head injuries specifically because he started doing some research about the medical marijuana use. He's not talking about recreational use. He's talking about strictly for medical use only. And what got him thinking was what if he, I don't know, it was very vague. I think that he might have had a head injury or he was thinking, what if I have a head injury? And he was thinking about this purely as a researcher 
point of view that what happens to somebody, a player who has a head injury and doesn't want to use opioids uh-huh. and for pain and that for managing pain and that kind of thing. And he started looking into it and he started looking into, um, the medical uses for medical marijuana. And he started looking with Charlotte's web. And for those of you who don't know, um, Ryan can tell you a little better than I can, but Charlotte's Webb actually was about a little girl who here in Colorado mm-hmm. had, um, it was a little girl who was about, was she like three or four? Some, something like that. She was, she was definitely le- less than say eight or nine years old. She was definitely a toddler. And she was having seizures, very violent, violent mm-hmm. seizures several times a day. And her parents discovered um, that if uh, she could have hash oil, um, uh, where she could, uh, was it, like it's like, it's high. Turn? Yeah. It's, it's high in C- CBDs and very low in THC. And it's, it's a result. It, it's like a family, it was like a family run farm or whatever that was really kind of was finding ways to, uh, to create a strain that was very high in CBDs and very low in THC because CBD has a lot of, uh, lot, a lot of medical uses that near, neurologically and 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 it and it doesn't so you get all of those health benefits but not much but very little of the psychoactive element which is the thc but anyway and so they they actually developed a strain called charlotte's web named after her and um so um she they've been administrating that to her and her seizures stopped almost immediately or they dramatically diminished. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was the first clue that we really had that was diminutive proof that definitive, excuse me, not diminutive, definitive proof that we, that anyone really had that, Hey, maybe there are some real, healing properties to the use of marijuana here. And there were no, the the whole problem is there hasn't been, there haven't been enough studies done Mm -hmm. to really prove one way or the other. Uh, That's the problem is that the, the, there aren't enough federally funded um, government testing being done. And so this particular uh, uh, linebacker, um, his name is Derek Morgan. He's saying we need to have more testing done before the NFL just d- dismisses the possibility that there might be some medical properties to the usage of marijuana to help with head injuries in particular. And he was saying, you know, if that is, if there are medical uses to marijuana that are better than opioids mm-hmm. for lo- especially for long-term oh, yeah. uses shouldn't we do some testing on that and not have a just uh if you're going to use it for medical use um you should just be kicked out of the nfl and so he he's being a huge advocate for hey let's get some testing going, and let and he is really putting his career on the line. He's oh, yeah. the only being active this, being playing. This vocal, yeah. He's the only active player who is advocating for this. Now there are several other retired 
former members who are getting behind him, including um, there's one, um, I believe he is the former um, quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, if I'm not mistaken, named Cam Newton. And he is very outspoken as well, but he is retired. He is mm-hmm. not an active player. And he is behind um, behind this movement as well. And so they are really pushing for, hey, you know, the NFL, you need to pull your head out of your butt, basically. And, you know, you have money. Why don't you fund some testing on this before you just kill your players for, um, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about recreational right, use. I'm right. talking about medical use. And so he's really standing up and saying, hey, we need to have more testing before you can just have this basically no tolerance policy. And so I think that that was, that's pretty gutsy. I mean, yeah. Well, on while we, while you were uh, talk, talking, I was kind of doing some, uh, do some web, web search and I found the, uh, the um the art article on uh and on uh, N- npr's web website here so I'm just kind of s- do a quick scroll so um uh, looks like it, it like it all started when he was looking into ctes or uh uh i forget what that but but uh traumatic, traumatic brain in- brain yeah. injuries yeah um and let's let's see here um well and this is actually a um this is actually a quote quote from him um and and this is on the npr's website that i'm pulling this last 18 years have been full of traumatic injuries to both both my head and my body i'm not complaining just stating the fact has the damage to my brain already been done do i have cte i hope i don't but over 90 percent of the Brains of former NFL players that have been examined showed signs of the disease. I am terrified. And actually, this um, this actually reminds me of a of a uh, series that I watched uh, a couple months back. Um, I think it's on it's like on Vice or Viceland um, called Weedicat, and uh, it's it's one it's. One, it's a documentary style, and the guy go, goes around, um, and he it's uh, like different aspects of the kind of cannabis culture or cannabis lifestyle. And one of them, he he actually he uh, goes into uh, uh, vet, veterans that are that are dealing with PTSD, and because I mean they. They deal with the, whether you have um, whether it, you're dealing with you know emotional PTSD because of you know that you're you're getting you just have shell shock from being in a war zone or you actual or you're actually dealing with with actual physical brain injuries with traumatic brain injury you're pretty much looking at the same symptoms. A, a lot of times there's a lot of crossover and he he spotlighted like there is one group of uh vet, veterans i i i again it's been a few months since i've seen this but they so i don't know the name of the group but they uh, there was like a group of like five or six guys that had uh they started using cannabis to help treat their treat their symptoms as opposed to the the opioid uh, cocktail that the VA uh, was uh, prescribing for him, and 
and he also was interviewing with someone who was following the VA's instructions, and you could see—I mean, you could see the dichotomy of what their lifestyle was like. I mean, the guy—the guy who was dealing with, who was taking the opioid cocktail, was pre- was pretty much you know stuck inside at home. I mean, he he had like severe social an- anxiety, and you know, and he said that you know either either his head is in a haze all of the time and he can't like you know he he can't think or enough to you know do much more than put his pants on or or he's it, it's either that or he's pan, or he's panicking his face off it's, you know either he's in this opioid haze or he or he's in the, you know uh, this high anxiety thing and he was really struggling with it and so it was just so yeah that um oh totally and i i i can totally relate to that and i know that because i have ptsd especially this time of the year it's really difficult for me and i know that i use a i i use a uh uh an institute, I won't use their name, um, where they use students. Not Company X. No, not Company <laughs> this is a. This is where they use students who are trying to get their, they're doing their clinical hours and uh, to, to become therapists. And so I... A lot, a lot of major cities have programs like right, these. Right, these are not, it's not uncommon. No, not at all. To have these. And like, you know, any major... Uh, university, anything like that, they're going to use services like this. Oh, right, right. And uh, it, it helps the public. It, they use a sliding scale. Um, you and I both have used their services. Yeah. But I have been through five separate ther- therapists, not because they're horrible therapists, but because they graduate. They get the, you know, they do their clinical hours and then they graduate, they move on. And I have had times where I just roll through and I think, well, okay, I don't need a therapist right now. You're graduating, great. I'll move on. And then I don't need a therapist for like nine, 12 months. And then all of a sudden I do need a therapist. And when I need a therapist, I need one. Yeah, exactly. And I'm on a waiting list right now. And they said, well, it would be, uh, I think they said four to six weeks. So it's been eight weeks. I called them. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, well, we're doing matches. And so you should hear from somebody this week. No, it'll be next week. Um, they said in the next couple of weeks, they're, they're doing the matches now. So I should have a therapist. I need a therapist now. I'm having PTSD <laughs> really bad this last week. If you read my blog, you'll understand why. Because I'm writing about it. Because that's the only, that's the only outlet I have. Yeah. Because if I don't write about it, I, I will go manic and I will go crazy. And I will drive everyone else around me crazy. <laughs> it, it's and already kind of started. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Ryan will tell you, it's already started. But, you know, I am keeping a grip because... I can. I can just kind of, I know how to. It's not your first rodeo. It's not my first rodeo. It's not your first rodeo. I mean, we've been together four years. You've seen me roll through this. It's this time of the year. You just know, okay, Mm -hmm. we, okay, hang on. Here we go. You know, it's just, you know, and anything can trigger me. And I mean anything. And it's just kind of, okay, that okay, that's okay. This is going to be the trigger this time. All right. Okay. And it's just, it's, it's hard when I don't already have something lined up. So I get it. And I'm, it's really frustrating because I've chosen not to do the cannabis route this time. Um, I've just, um, because of my new job situation, I have just, um, because I am technically I'm a government employee, which means 
technically I just can't do cannabis. <laughs> that's right. kind of that's right. kind of the way it rolls right now. Even though I'm a, I'm on a contract, um, it's just it's not an option for me right now. And believe me, I can tell the difference because when I can do cannabis, I'm a lot. It's a lot easier to do. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier to do. I'm, I'm not going to argue that. But, but I refuse <laughs> to take opioids because that's the next thing they want to do. Is yeah. They throw, oh, well, let's take some, you know, let's take some, uh, you know, let's give you some, you know, let's, you know, let's give you some opioids. No, I'm not doing that route. I'll just grin and bear it. I'll just, I'll, I'll ride the wave. And if that means that I go a little manic, I guess I go a little manic because that, that's better than the alternative. I'm not going to go in that haze. I'm not going to do that. And if I, if you know, I may break down and have to do cannabis. I'm sorry. That may be what I end up having to do. But I refuse to do opiates. I'm not going to do it. So, um, so yeah, I've been a little, I've been a little wild to deal with. Um, <laughs> and some days are easier than others. I'm sure Ryan will tell you. But um, it's just, you know, it's just. Welcome to my world. And uh, that, and, you know, and Ryan knew what he was getting into when he signed up because I warned him I'm mentally ill. Well, just- I mean, well, this, we, we also, we also uh, were together for some time before you act, before you got your uh, bipolar medication too. And yeah. that, and that, um, <laughs> it was, it was a bit rough until then. So, well, we weren't together that long. But it well, I been, mean, I mean, it's still, I still got a sense, you know, a real sense of, you know, it had been a couple months. It had been, it had been a few months. Yeah. And I had, I was in the middle of a pretty, probably the worst mm-hmm. bipolar episode I have ever been in when you and I got together. Yeah. So yeah. without any medication. Right. So imagine that one, people. Um, not fun. Not fun at all. And Ryan still chose just to go ahead and stay with me. And that shows his character. Well, I mean, I could, I mean, after, after you had, you know, just buckled, buckled down and said, okay, yes, I do need medication. I mean, I could, I could see that, okay, it, you, it what you were, you were definitely mellowing out. So, I mean, there, there was, there, it was a bit of a rough ride. Well, um, getting the adjustment. Yeah. Getting getting the the adjustment. Cause there was that, uh, a point where, uh, you were taking too high of a dose and then, uh, then you like turn into a statue statue in bed and just take up the entire thing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then, and then I didn't like what the medication did to me during that adjustment period. And I actually had to change one of my medications and it was one of those things where if this is what it's going to do to me. Screw it. I'd rather just have my mania. And you were like, no, 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 no. no. We got to find the right level here. And and I just knew, and that the rule is, I don't ever want to know what, what happens when I go off my medication. And it's been four years. It's been eh, about three and a half years. And I've never gone off my meds. No, ever. And I'm, I never will. And it's not just for my sake, but it's the other people around me. And I know that. So I just, and now I have the right level. I have the right mixture. And now I know when I don't take my meds, I'm going to feel like shit. So I just don't. And I don't go there. But once we got the mixture right, it was Uh fine. But it took about four months of trying to get that. Give or take, yeah. And it was like, 
oh my God, I'm going to die. And you were like, no, you're not going to die. You just need to change. You just need to give this a chance. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't want to give it a chance. You were like, you're going to give this a chance or I'm going to strangle you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know. So it was just, it was kind of rough there for a minute or two, but we, we got through it. And, and Peter didn't know what to think. He was like, uh, I liked it better when you were just a nut job because I could deal with that. I knew what to expect when you were a nut job. I don't know what to deal with this. Um, so it was just, you know. We, Although I'm sure Peter would agree. It's like, yeah, he, she's better now with her meds. Oh, he, he's like, yeah, he would not ever want to go back to me being unmedicated. Um, he teases me that I'm still flaky, but he's like, well, yeah, yeah. And his thing is, but you're my flake. And right. I know, and, and, and no, um, you know, just take your medication. We're all happy. It's, it's all good, but it's just, you know, it's, 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 but I can't imagine what it, you know, I remember where all they were doing was throwing Vicodin at me mm-hmm. and all they were doing was telling me it was all in my head. And they were telling me, and I was like, well, no. Well, to, to a degree it is, because it does involve brain chemicals, but... <laughs> well, and not, but that combined with the fact that I have fibromyalgia and not oh, getting right. that yeah. diagnosed. And they're two separate diagnoses. Right. So when I'm in pain, on top of that, it was like it, just not getting any doctor to listen to me, it was a nightmare. And so now I finally have doctors who actually take the time to hear me out. It's, it's amazing. And so I always dread it when I have to get a new psychiatrist or a new psychologist because I'm just like, really, I have to go through this Start, again. Starting from square one again. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's something that I know is necessary. And usually I have that therapist for two years. That's usually what happens. And then I lose them. And then I'm, I'm okay for a while. And I don't need a therapist. And then when I need a therapist, I need it now. And I'm playing the waiting game. So... My whole thing is is that with the it, not having the cannabis, it makes it twenty million times harder. So I get, you know, I get that terrified. I understand why Derek Morgan is terrified about you know if he knew more about cannabis, maybe that fear wouldn't be so. If he had that as an option, that fear would dissipate probably a lot more. Um, if he oh, had yeah. that, if, if you ever had a major head injury and he could have that instead of opioids and still have his career, it probably would help. But he says he's getting old enough that mm-hmm. his career is going to be over soon. Oh yeah. He knows his career, his, his days are numbered anyway, but he just, he still has it in the back of his head. You know, what am I going to do when the career is over? Right. I still need to know. I'm still going to advocate for this. Because I still think it's important, well, with or without my career. And in the, I mean, um, uh, according to the article that I pull, pulled up, um, he he has been, you know, talking to a lot of current, current and retired pl- players and connecting them with resources and stuff like that. But yeah, with uh, professional athletes like in, like in hockey, basketball, and foot football, you know, high impact sports, you're lucky. You're lucky to make it to forty. I mean, a lot, a oh, lot yeah. of, a lot of players are forced to retire by the time they're my age. 
<laughs> and I mean, and of course, I'm not talk. You know, I mean, when you're talking games like go- golf or tennis, you're dealing with a much longer timeline because it's not. It, you're, you're right. you know, you don't have like that high impact thing go- going on. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there there's a whole but there's there's a whole swath of research of uh, retired. Uh, retired athletes that you know they're here they're in their 40s i mean and they're a lot of times they're they're broke they're homeless because they're having they're because a lot of the a lot of these people they're they're well i don't want to say bread but pretty much from junior high on they they've been in active training mode for you know to play in professional sports so they don't really i mean they i mean as far as make as far as making a living that's what they know well it's the and, same thing with same thing with the uh, uh, va it's same with soldiers yeah exactly same thing with and, soldiers and 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 they and once once they're retired both the i mean both the people that they Served, I well served in in the case of arm, the armed forces and played for. And ser- I mean, their em- former employers pretty much do very little for them. I mean, unless unless you're like unless you're like a Wayne Gretzky or a, or a Joe Montana or unless you're like the top one percent. I mean, then you know what you know they pretty much drop you. But it's like okay, you're retired. Have fun. Right, you know, there's there's very little support for these people other other than opioid cocktails. Right, <laughs> right. So I'm glad I'm glad that he's coming out, and I'm glad that there are other retired former players who are also advocating for it. Yeah, because I think that that's how the that's how the uh, the what am I trying to say? The it's it's a it's the it's the way my brain just shut down had a hiccup there but it's the it's the um it's the atmosphere mm-hmm. that is bred into the sport right and i think that that's how it kind of changes is when the players come together and say okay this needs to change right and it and i think that it's really good that it's the players themselves that are going to make a change and um, that's not exactly what I wanted to say. But that's kind of the way it's it's the um, it's it's really just the way that 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 that's how change happens, right? It's from the when, from the ground up, yeah. yeah, from the grassroots up, right? So good for him who's taken it because he's he's he said in that interview, it's not so much that it's not that I want my career to go away but i'm really not doing this for the sake of my career i'm doing it for the sake of it being the right thing to do right and so good for him good for him for yeah and um the actually and this actually jo- uh, kind of jogged my mem- memory a bit um ju- just now um the day day before i left on vacation i had to get some uh, some dental work work kind of fin- finished up, and on my way back, I I mean the I was using uh, Car to Go, which has like you have like four options for for radio <laughs> to to listen on the radio, which I think is stupid, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but one of the options was an NPR, so I'm like, all right, I can you know it's like I have nothing against NPR. It's just I don't know, I just. Anyway, <laughs> and and so I put put that on, 
and they they were doing fresh fresh air, but it was a replay of a it, it was like in mid late March because it it's, it was like right before uh, like right uh, not long before the Emmys. Mm-hmm. And she was uh, interviewing uh, Sarah Paulson, who was up for an Emmy for uh, she played uh, Marsha Cl- Marsha Clark in the People versus OJ. Uh-huh. And so I I didn't um, I didn't follow up to see if she actually won or not. But um, at the time that I was li- listening, they they had already kind of I. Like when I when I parked, the interview was just starting, and they were saying, "Oh, you know, People versus OJ," and um, she, they met, they mentioned uh, Mer- um, American Horror Story that she played a role in some some. Um, She's played in every American Horror Story because what they do is they recycle the characters, they, re- they recycle the actors, and they each play different characters, the main characters. So in I know that in American Horror Story Freak Show, she played the two-headed sister. So she was she was playing like her two-headed twin. It's bizarre. Uh-huh. Um, did a very good job of it, incidentally. So I knew who she was. And I actually heard the original uh, interview almost in its entirety. But go ahead and continue. So but and the uh, spot were and then um when I got back in the car after the appointment, they had just um, they and the, and they had they had moved on to a totally different topic. Um, that in uh, two thousand the two thousand five uh, Tony Awards, she made made news, um, but when she kissed her then girlfriend Cherry Jones after after uh, after she won after she won a Tony. And um, and let's see. Uh, you know, I'm I'm now I'm kind of re- quoting her here. Um, I think I I was a bit naive actually as to what it would mean. I was just doing what I what was instinctual to me, which was to congratulate and kiss the person whom whom I loved and who had just won a very fancy acting prize. And then uh, later on, she goes goes to say that uh, I was very very quickly made aware of it being a bit of a news story because I got a phone call from my publicist saying, "Why did you do that?" She's no longer my publicist, by the way. <laughs> and so I, I remember feeling, and then she finished. I remember feeling like I was getting my hand slapped that I'd done something wrong. <laughs> and so, and then she. Uh, and and you know she so she she came out as uh, as being being uh, pansexual or sexually fluid. Um, the on um, what asked about whether society has become more accepting of fluid sexual orientation and uh, the so the politicis, politicization. Yeah, he's <laughs> say that three times fast. <laughs> of it complicated for is complicated for me because I only know what to do. I only know what to do according to what I feel, and I only want to be governed by that. I try not to make my choices across the board that are dictated to me by someone else's idea of what my sexuality should be. I uh, and I don't want to be stuck with some kind of label that makes me then a traitor to my people if I choose to make a different choice. I want my freedom, my own personal freedom, just to decide that I see fit. And then, and I remember while she was 
going through this, I just I I just I just wanted to hug her. It's like, yes, <laughs> this is kind of the voice that we need. Kind of is like, listen, I just want to be you know genuinely me. What what and you know I don't want to be. I mean, because there there's kind of like this thing um, that's like that. Um, saying you're sexually fluid is a way of getting, you know, it's like, oh, why don't you just come out as being fully gay, you know? And so she's like, you know, it's not like that at all. You know, I just want to be governed by, you know, what, what I feel, you know, feel right to do in my own life. And I mean that, I mean, I think that's uh, much, uh, um, it's a, a, a more courageous thing thing to do than ju- than just come out as being pansexual. Mm-hmm. And she men- mentioned her um, that that her current current partner, uh, um, actress uh, Holland Taylor, is actually thirty years older than her. Yeah, Holland Taylor. I was gonna say, wow, that's like a whole generation. Yeah, Holland, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holland Taylor. I knew. I I. I can't remember if she's bisexual or if she's gay. I can't remember. But I th- I think Holland Taylor was lesbian, maybe, mm-hmm. possibly. I can't remember. But she I knew that she was definitely um, part of the GLBT uh, community. So I knew that about Holland Taylor. And then and she's very, very... Uh, I don't care how old she is. She's very sexual on the screen. Uh huh. She's very. Um, I think she's very. What are, what are, what are the? I mean, that's that, that's not a name that Holland I recognize. Taylor what are was, some of the um, things that she's been in? Okay, Two and a Half Men. She played the mom. Oh, okay, okay. So very yeah, attractive. Yeah, I can, Very yeah, sexual I can, yeah. in what she. It, very attractive. Very um, just. Um, I think she's very sexy. Just she alludes mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I don't care how old she is, she's a milf. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I mean, at, well, at this at this point, she's a gilf. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmother, yeah, you know, yeah, let's yeah, be honest yeah. here. You gilf, know, milf, whatever. Yeah. she's she's very yeah. sexy. So it doesn't matter her age. And age is just a number. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, age yeah. is just a number. It and, just and le- unless unless it's less, you know, less than eighteen. Age is yeah. just a number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go with that. Because the, then you're getting yeah. into legal yeah. or illegal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that no. is not that's that's nothing to do with what we were talking about. Yeah. Anyway, but moving on. But um and so good for her. Yeah. I have a lot. Yeah, and I was listening to I was listening I didn't hear the whole interview, but I did I did hear most of it and I heard a lot of what she had to say and she she Sarah Paulson. In fact, I had to go home and I had to remember which one she played because um, they do, they recycle those characters. Uh And I had to go back and I had to look and I remember the first American Horror Story, she played the mother. Okay. And then the second one I didn't see. I didn't see the, the second American Horror Story or the third, but I saw the fourth and the fourth was the freak show and she was the 200. I, I just remember that. I got Because she did a very good job of it. Um, I like the freak show. I didn't see the whole thing. I watched it about mid, mid, midway, and I have to go back. It's on my things to do. Um, <laughs> it's on my computer. I just haven't watched the whole thing. Uh-huh. I didn't watch until um, 
Neil Patrick Harris was supposed to join the cast, and I didn't watch that part, so don't spoil it for me. But um, that's you've the seen part. a lot more of American Horror Story that's than I have, because I've seen exactly. Carry the one. Zero episodes. You and I ought to watch that one. That one is actually a good one. I. Um, the American Horror Story um, franchise is actually fun to watch if you do, if you get a chance to. But each each season they take a different theme and they use a lot of the same actors and then they add actors to it and they add so it's different. So each each uh, each season is a different chapter. Okay. So it's a different. Is there feel. is there like a through kind of a through story yeah, a or through. is it more of like an anthology piece where you don't have to it's a watch anthology. season? Okay. Yeah, you don't have to watch the one before. Okay, so each one is an. So it's not like Game of Thrones where you kind of have right, to follow the right. storyline all the way through. Right. So each season is its own little container. Okay. Yeah, and that it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So, but you can go back and watch like season one is its own story all the way from start to finish. Season two, same thing. So, but it has one theme. And um, I know season four was the freak show, which was the circus. Uh-huh. So it was kind of cool. But um, but they had a they had a tragic death of one of the characters. He actually he actually died while they were filming. He was um, he played a he played a. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the character, but it was a it was actually a, a character where his um, he was a small small uh-huh. character. He was actually walking home one day, and somebody was riding. Um, they were driving by and they didn't see him, and they hit him on the way on the side of the road and they killed him. Oh yeah. wow! So yeah, it was really tragic. But I mean, was I mean? So did they actually put that into into the storyline? They had to kill off his character. Well, because, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, did they kind of like? Well, I mean, because this. I don't kind remember of, what they did, but they did something to kind of. They paid really big homage to him, and it was it was really, but it was really tragic, and it was just like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. Mm-hmm. And he was, it was just a big, and they made a big deal about it in the storyline about his That, that actually uh, remind, reminds me of another, kind of as another similar case. Um, it happened on a much uh, less, no, less, less popular show that um, it only lasted two seasons, um, but uh, it's a, a sports night. And it was an older uh, African-American yeah, he like played like the executive producer. Oh yeah. Um, I I don't I don't know his name. He also played name. Benson, and I can't think of his name. Yes, yes, I can't think yes, of his name. yes. But anyway, he's kind, he's okay. like he's like one he's one of those character actors yeah. that you don't. I mean, it's that you you recognize him just yes. as soon. Uh-huh. So, um, but the actor himself, I think, partway through the second season, he got um. What's what's the when you get a blood clot in your an brain? And, no, no, not not an aneurysm. Um, the when you get a blood clot, clot in the brain, um, part part of your uh, you get like half, half facial paralysis, um, oh. stroke. Yeah, stroke. The yeah. Uh, the actual actor himself got a, got a stroke. Mm. And so and they're wondering, okay, what do we do? It's like you know they changed the whole storyline. 
to kind to in the show itself he's like yeah he had a he had i mean they they made a big hullabaloo about it that there was a 911 made a 911 call cuz he was getting a stroke and then and so yeah oh, wow. <laughs> yeah and then they they could still kind of keep him in the story line. oh yeah, yeah yeah they they can't i mean they they're like okay let's 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 work with this you know obviously we can't shoot around it yeah. i mean it's i mean he his cuz his talking was all off and you know his face didn't quite look right i mean he didn't he didn't look like uh, the elephant man or something but <laughs> you know you just you know kind kind of like uh, like he had bell's palsy or something oh, yeah. you know so just and, a little off yeah. yeah exactly so anyway anyway what what you were saying about american horror story kind of remind me r- reminded me of name, that i think his character was named meep i think they called okay. him meep and so they made me, a big, me. yeah, they made a big deal about <laughs> beep stuff, and yeah. But anyway, American Horror Story actually is a really good show. And then they did the Hotel, which was the one that just they did, and I haven't had a chance to watch. That I gotcha. Yet. So it's just so they've had five seasons so far. So I, and I think they were going to do the last season. They're going to wrap it up because they going to come to its head, I guess, and it's all going to cut all tie together somehow. Uh-huh. I don't know how they're going to tie all of it together, but they're supposedly they're going to tie it all together. So, um, but uh, anyway, I, <laughs> yeah, we kind of I like <laughs> it. But anyway, Sarah Paulson is awesome, and um, I think again for any time anybody can speak out about their their own lives on any level, I yeah, think that's pretty awesome. But to say that she's just like you know, I'm just acting just my life and she and um she mentioned the like the first interview that she did after after you know kit um kits uh her form her uh Cher- cherry what what's you know the tony award winner uh-huh. um because i've uh she had moved she had moved on to holland taylor at the time that she was interviewed and so and then she meant you know she meant but she didn't mention her by name and and in in the fresh air interview she said yeah i did i made a point of not say, saying her name because we hadn't had that conversation yet uh, and so she was very open about hey you know it's you know but you know she revealed revealed her name cuz they had since talked about it and Holland Day was totally fine <laughs> you know i mean i could you know now knowing who you know cuz i know two and a half men i mean I'm, i right. mean so i mean i'm i'm familiar with uh, with who that actress is a, a, a little bit so i can i could totally see her being fine with it um actually the one it when the age difference came up, and, uh, Sarah was like, "We were at a dinner party, and we were newly out and about as a couple." So, and a mutual friend of ours said, "Oh, Holland, I'm so pleased for you. I'm so happy. This is great. You and Sarah." And said, "Yeah, I know. Look, if she dies, she dies." <laughs> <laughs> and and it was her point being, "Yes, on paper, it kind of looks like one thing, but anything can happen. You just don't know." Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind. It's. Yeah, it it was real. I mean, it's like I mean, I don't. Nothing's I'm, promised to you at all. Yeah. So just live your life. But just I mean, but just by just by being 
candid. I mean, this this was my first ex my my first exposure to. <laughs> I'm not quite sure if that if that's the right word, but <laughs> to or the fir first time I you know heard about Sarah, Sarah Paulson and all, and it's like oh my god I love this woman. <laughs> She's an awesome actress too, and um, I got to see. I did not watch the People versus OJ. Me neither. I did Me not neither. watch it. But I saw um, some of the like interviews, some of the hullabub around uh -huh. it. And when you see her as Marsha Clark, she's amazing. Just her mm -hmm. makeup, her demeanor, everything about her. You could believe that she is Marsha Clark. And she and actually met Marsha Clark after, after they shot it. Oh, that's and and cool. she she mentioned she said that she had this she had uh, one one view of Mar Marsha Clark before you know bef uh, while she was filming and in her research beforehand mm -hmm. because all she knew was her public life right and the way she, that she was per was portrayed uh, on TV and, and and everything which. Um, yeah, it was. It, which I, I will say, it's not exactly the most um, complimentary. Right. <laughs> and so she mentioned after meeting Mar Marsha Clark that she had a totally different view view about about it. Right. She could see her as a human being. Exactly. And not demonized her so much. Right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. I, I like that. And there are a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm reading a lot about different um, transsexual uh, people in the news mm -hmm. and different, um, specifically about Caitlyn Jenner. And I know that I'm reading a lot about her journey and about everything that she went through and specifically about her ex-wife because she just wrote a memoir. And I can't think of her name right now, but she actually was involved with Elvis too. Mm -hmm. So she writes about that whole relationship. And actually that actually fascinated me more than her being involved. She was married to Bruce Jenner when, back when Caitlin was Bruce. Uh -huh. And so I was reading about, I was reading about a, a little excerpt about her relationship with Elvis. And actually that kind of fascinated me a little more, but I was reading about, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated about transsexual, uh, transsexuals and, and their kind of plate right now. And so anybody in Hollywood who's talking, coming out about their, their sexuality and their struggles and their just being who they are, Right. I have so much respect for that. And not, it, I don't care, it doesn't matter how does, I've always said this, that how does who you sleep with affect me? It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it, just be who you are and be true to yourself. And that should be good enough. And if it's not, get those people out of your life because they're not worth it. They're just not worth it. And good for you for coming out and speaking about your, mm -hmm. you know, living your life the way you want to live it. Well, and, in, in the words of doc, Dr. Seuss, those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Exactly, exactly. And it's just, it's just amazing to me that it would even be an issue. And I just feel bad for people who really just... To me, it's always been... It, the transsexual 
depths of the world and their their struggle, it would be a nightmare for me to just think that you were ever born in the wrong sex. Oh, I know. As the wrong sex. Yeah, I don't know what I, me, I don't know I what don't it would know, be like I, to live like that. I I couldn't even imagine. And you know, for somebody to say, I had a friend. I'll call her V because I don't have permission to say her name. Um, I've lost touch with her, so I don't know where she is right now. I believe she's in Texas right now. But she um, she told me she was a complete virgin, but she said uh, she told me that she was a lesbian. And um, I said, how do you know that you're a lesbian if you're still a virgin? And she says, how do you know that you're bisexual when you've never been with a woman? Because I hadn't at that time. And I said, well... I just know, I've known from the time I was a young child, I've known that I'm attracted to both men and women. She said, well, I've known that I have no desire to be with men. I'm a lesbian. Uh-huh. I'm only attracted to women. Same thing. It's no different. So I think that um, for somebody who's transsexual, I think it's very similar that they know that you know, they don't feel right. Right. In the sex that their their body tells them they are. And so I just can't imagine. I can't imagine how hard that must be for them. And so I'm reading a lot about people who talk about that and just how hard that has to be for oh, them. Oh, I know. And for the decision for them to come out. And um, when there's still people out there who are very unaccepting of that. And... Um, you know, so anybody who's willing to talk about their sexuality and, you know, their struggle, um, I have a lot of respect for that. And, so, be, and, and being candid about it. And not, I mean, that, that in and of itself yeah. is courageous. Whether you're coming out as, a, you know, an alternative sexual orientation mm-hmm. or not, just being candid about how, how you feel and what you think about things. I mean, right. that's... I and mean, even if yeah. you're straight or whatever, just talking about your life and your, your choices... I think that that takes a lot of guts. I just think that that just, you know, and wanting to live your life on your terms. Mm-hmm. I just think that that is amazing. And that's why I love what we what we're doing on our podcast is that we talk about those things. And it hasn't been easy. No. I mean, I'm still <laughs> fighting with my own mother. My mom just doesn't get it. And I have to run, you know, I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall sometimes. But she, she's, we're having the discussion. Mm-hmm. And we don't have it daily, don't get me wrong. And it's not every yeah, time I be see exhausting. her. And I, you know, I don't see her every time and we talk about it. But we do. We have these the, 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 the discussion, the door to have the discussion has been opened. And I let her go through it at her pace. And so we can have the discussion. But she just doesn't get it. And she may never get it. And that's uh-huh. okay. That's okay. And God help us if I ever get a girlfriend, because that's really going to make her head explode. Oh, I know. And, but, you know, we'll deal with that when we cross, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, because it's just, it's something that I'm going to live my life on my terms. She can be a part of it, or she can just put blinders on and go, no, I don't want to know. And that's her choice. But this is who I am, and she can be a part of it. Or she can not be a part of it, but I'm gonna. It's not gonna change how I'm gonna live my life. So, good for you know, good for somebody like Sarah Paulson to speak out. 
And part, part of the reason why it kind of stuck stuck with me is because of the last name. Because then I immediately went to <laughs> the the uh, Fight Club thing. His name is Robert Paulson. His name <laughs> is Robert Paulson. His name, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, when, it, I, I, when, when I first tur- turned it on to, you know, the start of that interview, I didn't even hear the, the, first, the first name. I just heard the last name. I'm like, his name is like, oh, wait, this is a woman talking. Okay. Uh, her name was Roberta Paulson. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, kind of switching gears here. So let's kind of go a little bit lighter. <laughs> let's kind of fin- finish this. I mean, yeah, because, yeah, we've talked to, we've gone like, what, an hour and a half? No. <laughs> no I we've, hope I mean, not. No, Jeez. no, not quite that long. Last but, week we went way yeah we went pretty we, we, we went to, pretty pretty so. long on the la- last one but we had a lot to talk about too but anyway um i want to finish off this uh finish this off with a talk about uh suicide squad because we 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 saw it like two weeks before i went went on vacation mm-hmm. or something so not not too long after it uh after it came out now i do want to put this disclaimer out there very spoilerish um, I know, yes. yes. Well, I mean, I, I try not to spoil too much, even though when I do, even, even though I, you know, when I do bring, bring up the spo- the spoilers disclaimer, you know, just cause that, that's just who I am. I'm, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that just, you know, that pretty much tell, tells you what the movie is, <laughs> you know, right. it's like, I, I at least want to keep some kind of, uh, mystery, mystery around it. But at, at the same time, um, I want to put out there that I'm, you know, I, I may, you know, just as an offhand comment, you know, say say something about about the movie that, you know, someone's like, hey, I wanted to find out about that. <laughs> and so anyway, <laughs> that that's a very long uh, description of uh, a very long spoiler warning. So <laughs> um, I personally had uh trepidations going in in about this um one because for one for one thing up up until up until this point at least in my opinion <laughs> there's disclaimer number two this is our opinion <laughs> <laughs> and um just in my opinion DC, dc's kind of movie thing has left much to be desired um i've i I saw uh, we saw uh, Man Man of Steel, which the uh, yeah there there's ninety minutes that I wish I could have back, but um, and then I didn't feel I I mean I was not motivated at all to watch Batman v Superman because then I just I just kept going back to well why don't I just watch the animated Dark Knight Returns. It's pretty much the same story, and it's I I know that one kicks ass. So why would I, you know? <laughs> and um, my my big thing behind actually a big reason why I didn't see that is after after both uh, um, here I am tech, uh, um, f uh, or, well referring to Hollywood Babylon and and Eve, Kevin Kevin Smith I I will say is sometimes apologetically uh positive about, I mean he's just like he he comes off as a bit of apologist sometimes and I mean he he is very um he's um 
wary of saying a lot of negative things about someone else's project. He's a he always tries to be pop, pop you know, bring right. says what he liked about about it, and he didn't have much to say about that. <laughs> but, and so he was definitely his least positive about it. So I was like, okay, fine. You know, I I think I made the right choice here. So so that was one kind of trepidation that I had. So I and um, I've I've been very vocal about my about my infatuation with Harley Quinn. So was a, that was another thing is that I've been waiting for a good twenty four years <laughs> to see to see a Harley pretty much a Harley Quinn cent, central you know um, where she she was one of the starring roles and so part of it was okay i just i just hope it doesn't suck (laughs) so i didn't know if you had any trepidation going into this movie at all Uh, not really but i i am not a huge dc fan Mm -hmm. i never have been right um i didn't even see man of steel I definitely did not want to see the Superman versus Batman. Uh-huh. Didn't have any desire to see it. Um, and then starting the movie with, um, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiler, but not too much. Um, there was a little bit of Ben Affleck as Batman at the very beginning, and I was going, if this is going to have the, how the movie's going to be, this is going <laughs> to suck. Just saying. Um, but it did get better very quickly. Um, my, I, I had to say, I, I was like, please tell me that's all we're going to see of Ben Affleck. Please tell me no more Ben Affleck. That's all I had to say. But, um, I had, I, I didn't really have any trepidations. Okay. Um, there were, um, there were mixed reviews. Um, but I was like, you know what? The movie hasn't even come out yet, so I don't know, oh, I know. how. I don't know how the reviewers can have mixed reviews. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, because <laughs> at that point you're just reviewing the trailers. Yeah, and you know you're not really. You can't. Okay, one maybe one weekend. You can't really say that it grosses anything. Just right. shut up. Just shut up. You don't even know what this movie's gonna do. And again, it proved them. You know. I was right. So um, you can't really go off of that anyway. No. So um, plus the fact, the higher the hype, the less likely I really want to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm with you there. And the worse the ratings from somebody else, the more likely I am to want to go see it. I know that sounds horrible. I get it, though. Yeah. Because somebody else is not going to tell me what I'm going to like. <laughs> right. It's a matter of, fuck you. Um, I'll go see what I want, uh-huh. and fuck you. So, um, but I knew that we have been looking forward to seeing this, and I did want to go see it. At, if no other reason, I wanted to see Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I knew he would have the best lines. Because <laughs> yeah. he always does. Yeah. He delivers flawlessly the best one-liners. Um, and I just knew that if nothing else, I'd be entertained by him. And they couldn't fuck up Harley Quinn that much. Even, they, they just couldn't. They couldn't. Now, I did have some trepidation about that actress because I didn't know a whole lot right. about uh, Margot Rob- Robbie. The only thing I knew about her was from Tarzan. Mm-hmm. 
because that's what they kept showing her because she had just come off the Tarzan movie. Uh huh. Well, then she did like what was it, the Wall Street movie or yeah, something? Yeah, the Wall yeah. Street of the Wolf of, Wolf Wall, of Wall, Wall Street, Street yeah. which I'd seen her in. I'd seen the Wolf of Wall Street. Uh-huh. And I like that movie. And then when they would have her on the red carpet, I know this is stupid because I'm addicted now to entertainment magazines, which are nothing but tripe. <laughs> nothing but tripe. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll say something to Ryan and his eyes glass over because I say the word Kardashian and he just goes blank. So yeah. anyway, um, so I'm turning it into one of those and I catch myself going, oh God, I need to read something else. So, because um, I really don't care about the Kardashians. Let's just get that straight. But... Um, because I'm reading these entertainment magazines. Anyway, I'm looking at the the red carpet events and I'm looking at her style. She dresses <laughs> very eclectically, let's put it that way. Okay. So she's very whimsical. Uh-huh. In her taste. And I'm going, okay, she has a sense of humor. <laughs> um and I'm not saying she's a bad dresser, because she's not. She's just very um all over the place. Okay. She'll dress very classily and then she'll have embroidered something on her dress and then it'll be it'll be white with a big bird on it. I mean it's weird. <laughs> it's it, the way she dresses. That's awesome. So uh, but she's really fun and very fun in her stuff. She just and it's very classy. Uh-huh. But she gets reamed for it. And I was like, leave the girl alone. I know, it's right? very classy. It's very beautiful. Leave her alone, you know? So I'm like, yeah, red carpet people piss me off too. Um, so um, anyway, so I was a little, I wasn't sure about Margot uh-huh. Robbie being able to pull off the whole Harley Quinn. And then I was like, okay, so they're going to play Harley Quinn as a total dingbat who's completely lost her mind. Because that's what all the reviews were saying, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, I can see that. Let's let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens." And I didn't. I wasn't sure about. Is it Justin Leto as the Joker? Oh, Justin Leto. Yeah, okay. yeah. I wasn't Jared sure about, Leto. Oh, Jared, Jared Leto. No, no. I had I had no trepidation well, about him playing never Joker. Seen him, I'd never seen him as a Joker, and every time that I had ever seen him in other roles. I couldn't see him as the Joker. And even now I look at him and go, that was the Joker. I don't see the resemblance. And it's weird because I see him in interviews Mm -hmm. and I don't see it. But I saw it, so I know it happened. So I'm just trying to... But, I mean, he's always played kind of real off-the-wall roles. So, I mean, I I knew that he could, yeah. It's kind of like Johnny Depp. yeah. In a Where way, you see yeah. Johnny Depp, and you're going, and then you see Johnny like, wait, Depp. Hunter, going, Hunter Thompson? And then you're going, what the hell? <laughs> and then you go, oh, yeah, I can see it when you see it. Right. But then you see him in an interview, and you go, wait, that was the same guy. Wait, wait, <laughs> right, wait, wait. right. I just saw it, so I know it happened, but what What just happened? Wait, this, so, this guy, you know, yeah. you, first, you see him in Blow as Boston George, yeah, yeah. and then, um, then, then you see him in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's like, wait. How is this the same uh, person? Right, right. You know? So, so I wasn't real sure how they were going to pull all that together, but I was like, okay, I bet it happens. But I was, I was reading this one article, and they had all the Suicide Squad members, uh-huh. and I was going, hmm, I bet I can pick off the ones that are expendable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I and I picked out two or three that I thought mm-hmm. they're going to go, that they're going to be the first to go, <laughs> you know. And I, I knew nothing about Suicide Squad. I'd never read them, never. I uh-huh. mean, I knew, I knew about them. But when they had Viola Davis uh-huh. as 
Oh, uh, Enchantress. No, no. Viola uh, Davis. Viola da- oh, was yes, the, yes, yes. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The 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 leader of everything. Right. Um, she played in. She plays in How to Get Away with Murder, and she plays, which is a an ABC. Which she kind of gets, which she kind of pulls off in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> ABC is an ABC uh, show, and she plays a lawyer, uh-huh. and she teaches a class which is basically like law 101, but she calls it how to get away with murder. Watch it if you get a chance. It's excellent. But when I knew she was going to be in it, I was like, oh, hell yeah, we're watching this. (laughs) Just because she plays the tough, no nonsense, Uh I'm in charge, Right. fuck off and die if you cross me so well. And she did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because she was in charge fuck off and die and literally fuck off and die yeah die being the operative words if you if you cross me and that's all i'm I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna give any more away but basically it was like uh uh-uh and when i knew she was gonna and i was like oh hell yeah well i don't i don't think you're giving it giving anything away about the character that isn't already out there but she she when i knew her and will smith and i was like oh yeah now i have to see it so um but i was like but they could either really amp up her character and mm-hmm. make her really good, or they can make her so ancillary uh-huh. that they're going to push her back in the shadows, and she's going to be like, just like um, I love you, Mister J. Or you know. she's going to be, or she's going to be somebody who just sort of appears uh-huh and then and you know, gone. Just gone. yeah it's like one scene is gone and i would have been really disappointed oh had they oh done geez that. oh i would have oh yeah <laughs> but they didn't do i'd that. be running i'd i'd, I'd <laughs> but yeah. they didn't do that no and not they at did all. and they did a really good job so that was kind of my interpretation not knowing anything about suicide squad uh-huh. other than i did some reading up and i also found out that there i found out they're making a comic. I told you about this while I was reading up about all of this. Uh-huh. I just to kind of educate myself a little bit. I didn't want to. I didn't want to know too much going in, because often when you know too much, you get disappointed. Um, yeah. Preacher case in point, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and we are not talking about preacher anymore. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, but when you know too much about the original storyline, often yeah. when it gets translated to the screen you do get disappointed when it doesn't translate exactly like you are expecting it to. vis-a-vis me and shannara chronicles exactly exactly <laughs> and i'm not and i'm not i'm not knocking what they did with preacher by the way i'm just saying you get it when the, you have a certain expectation right it right doesn't translate the way that you are expecting it to right it can be a letdown that's all i'm saying and um yeah i can't i can't watch uh what was that vampire movie oh um queen of the damned oh queen of the damned i can no longer watch that movie because i've read the book oh (laughs) and queen of the damned is a great movie oh yeah it it, by itself itself. i mean i i actually read the book after watching the movie and yeah Yeah. well i mean because now but before i i really for what it is it is a very enjoyable movie but after reading the book, I mean, just the book is just so much, so much better because, well, first, well, I don't know about better, but it's different because right. you're dealing with right. a theater of the mind rather right. than right in front of you. And so anyway, they're two different animals. It's right. kind of like fried green tomatoes. Yeah. The book, completely different animal than the movie. Mm-hmm. And I've said this about um, the other one it, that is completely different animal is the color purple. 
completely different mm-hmm. animal. An excellent movie, excellent book. But if you're trying to compare apples and oranges, they they're yeah. completely different. So anyway, um, so I I didn't want I didn't want to educate myself too much because I didn't want to get disappointed. Right. So in doing this, <laughs> I found out that DC I believe it's DC that is actually doing a comic book. Mm-hmm. Where the main character, the main hero, is going to be Justin. I don't want to say his name wrong. <laughs> the row? No, that's not right. It's the Prime Minister of Canada. Okay. And he's going to be the main character. Trudeau. Trudeau. Is it Trudeau? I, I think I don't I don't know. That's the uh, uh, anyway. But well, anyway. Justin. But I mean, I don't Whatever. know what his that role guy, is. But that yeah. guy, and um, he and, may or may not actually be the PM. But I do know he's some. He is a prominent Canadian. Yes, yes, <laughs> or I prominent. Believe so. I believe I believe so. that that is correct. Um, it, it could, no research done here. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it not just sure blurted that because, out. So. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the Prime Minister totally of Canada, whoever that is, is uh, going to be. And it's it's a major deal, and it's going to be really cool. But they are killing off a major beloved character in the DC universe, and I'm not going to say who it is. Do your research, and you'll find out. <laughs> anyway, um, I was kind of disappointed to find that out, and I was like, okay, I got to start. Pre- I got to stop reading <laughs> yeah. ahead because the, when that happens, and and they're not actually killing him off; they're actually reformulating him. Uh-huh. So he'll be back. He just won't be in the form that you right, think he like is. like the new Fifty Two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we had already talked about that, so you know what I'm talking about. But I definitely don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. But the whole thing is, I didn't want to do too much research because I didn't want to be disappointed. So, um, but I was a little so I had a little trepidation too about the Viola Davis character, and I I didn't want them to make Harley Quinn. I knew she would be very sexualized because oh, yeah. that's her character. Yeah, but I didn't want to. But I didn't want her to be a blonde ding ding. Right, right. Bimbo was okay, not a dingbat, because her original character, mm-hmm. the doctor, the psychiatrist, yeah, yeah. was one smart cookie. Oh yeah. And then she got a brain scrambled, and that's her storyline. And I get that, but I didn't want her to be such a dingbat. And you'd almost have to be brain damaged to get involved with the Joker. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the only yeah. way you could fall in love well, with that. Well, I mean, that's how, that's how, you know, it, I mean, if you talk about most psychiatrists and everything, you, you, they, get, they get involved in that because they want to find out what the fuck is going on in their messed up well, head. <laughs> well, and being, being, we had a term for it. And they had flashbacks, and I thought they did this very well in her storyline. And the, this is a little bit of a spoiler, and I'm only going to keep it very brief. Um, in working in the criminal justice form, we had a term for it. It's called grooming. Uh-huh. It's where a inmate will take a uh, a worker. Um, a doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist. Um, sometimes it's just a a guard, um, somebody, a confidant, somebody uh-huh. they can trust, and they will start what's called the grooming process. And all they do is it starts out very innocently. They may pay you a compliment. Uh huh. Very innocent. You don't think anything about it. You just say thank you very much. You move on with your oh, you know oh that color looks really nice on you today, Miss So and So. Well, thank you very much. Moving right along. Um, You don't think anything about it. But the next day, 
they might ask something about, oh, you know, did you have a good weekend? And you start engaging them in that conversation. Uh Before you know it, you have a relationship with this person. And I'm not talking a sexual relationship. I'm just talking about a personal relationship where you're having a personal conversation with Mm -hmm. this person. And before they know it, they know that you have kids because, oh, yeah, I took my kids to the zoo this weekend. You've given them a piece of personal information that you normally wouldn't give because you've let your guard down. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah. Before it starts out so small, you don't even realize it's happened. Okay? The Joker groomed. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the... Uh, Har- Harley Quinzel was was her was her act. Doctor Harley Quinzel was her original name, and then she just right. shortened it to Harley Quinn. But so so the doctor when she, when he when he was having these you know having these psychiatric evaluations, he was grooming her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do show that. She in... knew before she knew it, she was falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. And I That's believe her that, origin. And yeah. I believe that that was genuine love. I don't think that he was bullshitting her at all. I think he fell for her too. I think that was genuine, uh, as much as he he is capable of love, um, if you want to call it love. But I think that he he really does have genuine feelings for her. Um, I don't think that's bullshit. And to, to a degree. To a degree. To the most that he's able to. Right, right. It, it's more about manipulation than, right. than, you know, let's get, you know, it's like, I need this, I need her to kind of do to do such and such for me. Let's kind of, let's play with her a little, little bit so that, you know, I can co- coax her into this. Right, you know? but I do think that he does have feelings for her. I think those feelings are genuine on his part to the best that he is yeah, able to yeah. have feelings for anybody. I agree. And I think her feelings for him are very genuine. So they get something from each other. Mm-hmm. And they really, but she has been groomed. And you can see it yeah. because they have flashbacks when she's the doctor, when she had a brain. And, you know, so they show that, that her brain has definitely deteriorated. And I like what they did where they, yes, yeah, she's now um, pretty much a ding dong, but... It, it didn't happen overnight. Right. Her character wasn't born that way. Right. So I like well, that way. And in fact, they showed it where he actually fried her brain. Literally. Well, right, right. They do, they do kind of add like interesting colors to their, to, to her origin story. Now, granted, I don't think that they added elements to it that weren't already there in previous, uh, right. previous iterations vis-a-vis Bat- Batman, the animated series. And, and now Harley had, I mean, she has her own com- comic right. book, book line out. I mean, that's, that's been, I mean, you, you get a sense that he, he was definitely kind of working her over, so to speak, right. but they, def- they definitely did it more graphically in, in right. suicide squad. Whereas in pre previous iterations, it was all inferred. Right. This was more, you got a more sense of, you got a better feel of how it went down. Right. Rather than just guessing. Which I don't know if that took away from or added to, because it could... That's a good point, yeah. Because I I almost think that whole Joker, Harley Quinn, one of two things happened. And I'm not sure, I can't really make up my mind. We needed more of it. Sorry. We needed more of it or we needed less of it. Yeah. Because it kind of took away 
from the Suicide Squad storyline. A little so, bit. A little bit. Not not much. I think I think it was just the right amount to a degree. But I think there were elements of it that were either too much or not enough. I think it needed I th- to go deeper or it needed to go we needed less of it. Do you I think, yeah, I think that they're, that they're building towards something, mm-hmm. though. I think that, I mean, I, again, I did a lot less research than you did. I saw the first trailer. I'm like, okay, good. I'm in. The, done deal. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I saw the first trailer. And I'm like, all right, cool. I, I wasn't quite, sh- I was like, all right, I, what, however well or badly they did it, it's like, I'm in. And I didn't look, read anything more about it. It's like, I had made my decision, done. Because I know that, because I know that they re- released a number of uh-huh. trailers. And if you keep, you know, at least in my opinion, I mean, you keep watching them, then at one, at, at I mean, I've done this with previous uh, previous movies that, you know, when they release multiple trailers, at some point I just went, well, now I've seen the movie. Right. Right. I think you you can. I think you can overdo it. And that's why I didn't do a whole lot of research. I just wanted to have an overall idea of where it was going because I knew that you knew more, you know, more about some of the things that I do. Cause I'm, I'm a latecomer Uh to the whole comic book world. I'm a lot, I'm a, I'm not a lot, but I'm, I'm, I'm younger than you are. And growing up, I didn't get into the whole comic book. Uh huh. Okay, I'm I'm relatively new to the whole comic book genre. Right. So I just wanted to make sure that I kind of had the basic feeling. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I was surprised about, um, and this this was a plus for the whole storyline, was how they really brought humanity to Deadshot. And especially between him and his daughter. Yeah, I mean, this is one. This is one thing that I really miss uh, from the DC movies, is that there's, you know, well, granted, I mean, most of the DC characters are magic based and not necessarily technology based, mm-hmm. and so you know, um, th- there's not a lot of. You know, and well, unless unless you're talking like the animated ser- series, which it it's weird. I mean that there's this disconnect between like like if you like a lot of a lot of the animated stuff that DC makes is fantastic, mm-hmm. and but then it falls short once they get to you know live live action feature length films. I mean, and and so that, but the. That's one. That's one thing that Marvel has done done with their live action feature like movies is put um, you know have some humanity in it. Maybe even have some someone in the movie, kind of like a Han Solo character that in in a way says, "Isn't isn't hey, isn't this shit weird?" <laughs> you know. And well, and there was a there was more than one humanity factor. Oh yeah. And I liked that you could actually feel. For almost all of the characters, save the one expendable one, Which and I even is, called yeah. it. I leaned over to you and I yeah. said, "I give him yep. ten. Sec- I give him less than ten minutes." And just as I said <laughs> yeah. that, bam, he was gone. And yeah. I was like, "I told you, <laughs> you know, pretty much <laughs> expendable, expendable <laughs> man." You know, because we knew, we knew, right? But um, everybody else kind of stayed around. But um, you know, it was just kind of it was weird because um, with. Will Smith's character with his daughter in particular. Yeah. That was like his Achilles hit. Yeah. It really was. That, 
and that's how they controlled him. I mean, that's that's the only reason that he did what he did. Right. Was, and he even told he even told them, "Look, I'll do whatever you want, but here's what you're going to do for my daughter." <laughs> right. And he says, "You know what? You're in no position." to make demands. And he says, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your boss. And, you know, and she was standing there. Uh-huh. So it was just like, I, I know who calls the shots. I know what's up. And I know I'm never seeing the light of day. I know I'm not getting out of prison. Right. I'm not stupid. And I just thought that was really good that he... He I'm just trying to hold on grip. to some level of dignity here. I know, you know which is a very Which is a very human thing to do. Right. I know what's up, but I want to make sure my daughter's taken care of. And I understand. The fact of the matter is... Her mother, not a good mother. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, you know, and, and somebody's got to look out for my little girl. And if I'm in here, yeah, what's going on with her out there? Right. And so that was, I thought that was really good that they played that off. Each one of those people had a reason for mm-hmm. cooperating. Yeah. Even, even Harley Quinn, she was like, that eh, keeps me out of there. <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, that was yeah. kind of her philosophy was, well, I don't have to be in the cage. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. And then and and what I want to know is how she had a cell phone, <laughs> where you know everything you know were were. She, yeah. she has her ways. Yeah. It was just kind of funny that and and she knew and she knew that the Joker was coming for her. So she was going to cooperate because she knew that, and, you know, and just, you know, so we're all motivated by everything. Right. You know, it just showed that everybody has their motivations and it was just, but everybody has their agenda and everybody has, everybody has secrets. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the other thing. And that was the, that's why secrets are bad. <laughs> that was the other thing is, just out with it because yeah. it's all going to come back and blow up in your face. And that's when, that's what I think I turned to you at one point in the world. I think at one point I said, if they were all poly and it just all came out, <laughs> none of this would happen. If they would just be out with it, none of this would happen. <laughs> we could have saved the city. We could have saved the, you know, just quit having uh-huh. secrets, you know? And I just, you know, so it had some good moments. It had some good it had some good messages. It had some good, but I've always wondered, especially with DC, uh, I think DC in particular, I'm always fascinated by the destruction uh-huh. left in the wake. Yeah. And I'm always thinking, I'd hate to be a reporter. Oh, I know. Trying to explain what the fuck just happened. <laughs> and I'd hate to be the one to have to clean up the mess. Yeah. Holy shit. But, um, I did like the fact that they did manage. It's to like say, it's like some someone at uh, or someone in the special effects and model works department are like, you know what? I am sick and tired of ha- of like planning and building all this shit. I don't want to have to put it like let's just destroy it all <laughs> so that we can just grab the vacuum cleaner and be done with it. Because <laughs> every DC movie I've seen, uh-huh. it's like it's like a. Po- it's like apoc- uh, an, uh, a huge apocalypse at, at the end. It it's is. It's like, what the hell? It is. It's like, <laughs> damn. But I do like the fact that they did make it clear there were no, there was no witnesses. Right. This was all, you know, and here's why. There were no witnesses. Right. And so they made that very clear. So they didn't have to explain any shit. And I thought that that was done very well. Oh, Yeah. Where if there had been any witnesses, um, I mean, it, 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 was, it was like it was like a two second line. It's like, yeah, this is already 
uh, it's a you know it's, it's evacuated. Been cleared. You know. It's been evacuated. Exactly. You're fine. I, it's so all I think I you're think fine. that's kind. Yeah. I think that was kind of uh, kind of a subtle answer to a lot of people's uh, com- yeah. comments a- after Man of Steel. Because yeah. <laughs> Man of Steel, they show innocence being pum- you know, pummeled by by falling buildings. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you might want to answer some of those questions because yeah. it makes it unbelievable. I mean, it's just you know, uh, the one that got me is any movie where Iron Man is in. <laughs> Iron Man just pfft, the whole thing just really. How are you going to explain that shit? Because you can't unknow what you know. Yeah. And how are you gonna how are you gonna report that shit? Hmm? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I like I like the way that they started the movie. It was very comic book like. Like if you yeah. like at the, like first book in a, in a you use you usually find this in like if if like someone does a series on like the Avengers mm-hmm. or or what's what's the uh, Justice League or Suicide Squad or you know pick pick your you know, or Fantastic Four. Well, not necessarily Fantastic Four, but and anyway, kind of like an ensemble kind of setup. You just, you know, first book of the series, page one. You know, you see it's, you know, you get like, like an action scene. You know, kind of like an action frame, frame like quick, quick uh, little things of dialogue to, you know. I can't hear. No, my headset just came undone. Hello? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just had to change. So anyway, so you get like little piece of action in the first in the first frame, little points of dialogue or whatever, and you know, within one page, you. Uh, okay, is that any better? Okay, huh? Hello, 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 hello. It's going hello. in and out. Yeah, my, mine's kind of been doing that too. Okay. So we may have to, we may, we may have to get. I don't know. Okay. But, anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Start over. So so yeah. Um and you know quick little pieces of di- dialogue to you know really really get a a sense of the background of the character and then you know so they do that for one character page two same same thing page two you know and and uh-huh. you know the, it was just like real qu- quick quick little clips and right. little and little interaction interactions and it's like okay i get a sense of this character all right boom 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 and then we're in it right. <laughs> you right. know so i i really like liked uh that that part of it, but right. um, and I, I, I really, and I thought they did a really good job in uh, with the, um, with with Har- Harley Quinn's character. Um, I, I had this is the first thing of uh, you know that Margot that I've seen that Margot Mar- Margot Robbie's starred in. So I didn't see Wolf of Wall Street. So this is my first experience. <laughs> uh, this is the first time I've seen seen her in anything, and what um, there's and her, she was just so subtle, like she didn't she one one kind of I don't want to say fear, but um, one odd thought I had is it it can be really easy to play Harley Quinn over the top. Yeah, she didn't you know? do that. No, she no, no, not at all. I I did like that she played her. 
humanity. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. How to say this without being too much of a spoiler. But after what happened towards the end of the movie. Oh, yes. Yes. After, I think I know the moment you're talking about. After the tragedy. We'll just say that. Okay. That was tragic to her. Yes. And she got very... Um, her fate was unknown there for a minute. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And it was no surprise to Deadshot. I mean, he acted like it was no surprise to find her. Yeah. Just waiting. Just, she could have run. She had an opportunity to escape. She did not take that opportunity. She was waiting for her team, her, her comrades. Her attitude was, where am I going to go? Yeah. You guys are my only friends. You're <laughs> At this my point, yeah. You're my family. That was basically her I she may have even said that. I don't think she said that at that point. No. But that was her attitude. That was her attitude. That and Deadshot was like, "Well, we're glad to have you back. Yeah. Come on." He didn't even question it. He didn't she tried to she had a failed escape basically. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Okay, well that happened. <laughs> let's move on. Come on. Come let's let's go. And he didn't even he didn't even point it out. He didn't even make a big deal about it. He was just like, Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. And it was like, really? And she, she was like a little puppy dog. She was like, Really? <laughs> and he was like, Come on. And then at the end, when she had an opportunity, she could have had everything handed to her. She had an opportunity to have the world given to her. Mm -hmm. And instead she said, "Mm, it's just one problem. I have to screw over my friends to get it. (laughs) And you know what? Fuck that. She didn't say those words, but basically that was her. Yeah. Yeah. Basically she did. She said one problem. I have to screw over my friends to get it. No, not going to happen. And that was pretty, that was pretty telling that, these guys didn't have any friends, but they mm-hmm. have each other. And that that's pretty telling. And then they have to work together, and at the end, they, they are the suicide squad after that. Yeah. After this mission. Because, of course, you think the military is going to leave them alone? No, no. no. But, uh, God help them, if anything goes wrong, <laughs> they're going to get blamed. But, you know, um, that's the military for yeah. you. Yeah. But it just, it, it well, was. Well, no, if anything goes wrong, it's like, yeah, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know. We know nothing. We know nothing about you. But it was just, um, it was very telling. And I, I had, I was just waiting. I, I thought for sure she was going to turn on them and have everything. Because she could have had the love of her life. She could have had everything. And instead she said, there's just one problem with that. I have to screw over my friends to get it. No, not worth but, it. But that, that moment after, after the tragedy, you know, she sits there alone and she kind of does some, you know, closure stuff uh-huh. on her own. And then that look 
that that she gives, you know, when she looks to see, you know, the other members of the Suicide Squad, just at that moment, like, my eyes start welling up. I'm like, oh, let's just, let you know, she come, looked like come a here. Lost little kid. She yes, like yes, she's like, come on, kid. let's, well, or, you know, someone who just lost the love of their life. Yeah. And then, and, like, the ground, like, the rug just got swept underneath her. And I'm, I just felt like, come on, let's get some cuddle clothes, you know, let's eat, have ice cream and watch a comfy movie let's what could well, i do I to think, put a smile on that face well i think deadshot <laughs> saw his daughter in her in a way yeah and he was like really like we're gonna abandon you we're gonna turn our your back we're gonna turn our backs on you with that look on your face mm-hmm. the hell we are come on and if anybody has anything to say about it they're gonna go through me first come on <laughs> And no, and everybody was like, "Yeah, come on, let's go." <laughs> yeah. And so she was like, "Okay, I was waiting for you." Like that was what she was doing. When that's uh-huh. not really what she was doing, but okay, like I planned it that way. Yeah, I was waiting for you. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, like she could save face, and it was just you know that was a really good part of the movie. And then you knew at that point they were bonded and they were because they were going not because they had to. Right. But because they chose to. They were making a choice to do what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Not well, because... Well, the, well, their other option is, well, you either do this for us or you die. Well... <laughs> well, yeah, but they, but, but they could have chosen that. Yeah. And if it hadn't been for Deadshot's daughter, he told them. If it hadn't been for my... My daughter is going to know the truth that I am not a bad man mm-hmm. because you are going to tell her the truth and I am going to take care of this issue. And then you are going to tell her the truth, but you were not going to force me. I am doing this of my own volition. Let's mm-hmm. get that straight right now. You need me. I don't yeah. need you. Right. And then he, and the other, the others felt the same way. The others were like, yeah, we don't have to do this. We're doing this. But after this, you're going to do it. We're, we'll help you, but we'll help you on our terms. And you're going to be honest with us about mm-hmm. what's really going on. Right. And then they went and took care of business. But it was so funny because <laughs> the look on his face was like, really? I don't think so. And they just went off and did their little thing. But... um and then at the very end, when she had the, it was like, okay, we're all a family now. We're all going to do this. And then they were like, oh no, she's going to betray us. Oh God, she's going to betray us. And she says, well, there's one little problem. Uh, you messed with, you know, I have to fuck over my friends to do this. So no, not going to happen. And they were like, oh, phew. <laughs> she came to her senses. But you really do think she's nuts. And you aren't sure what the hell she's going to do. <laughs> so there is that moment of, Oh, damn. What? Is, oh, God. The fate of the world rests in this mad woman's hands. Oh, shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, and she is a little crazy. She just lost the love of her life. She's got PTSD. Talk about somebody who's got PTSD. <sighs> and oh, shit. You know, so, <laughs> but um, it all works out, obviously. But yeah, I'm, you know? I'm, I'm excited to for whatever, you know, yeah, whatever future movies up, they have for set they, up for Harley. They do set up 
for the next movie. And yeah. it is it is a really good way that they set that up. Right. Um, except they did bring Ben Affleck and Batman into it, but that's okay because Which I, I don't I had think, no problem with. I don't think that they could have done it any other way. I don't think that I think it was a good way that they set that up. Right. I think everything was set up nice, neat little bow and um well, they and here, here's and um, here's another interest. I mean, since we're talking about Bat- Batman here, um, that um, with the uh, success of uh, Deadpool, which is a rated R movie, um, I mean, with how because um, um, up up until Deadpool came out, like any you know all of the mm-hmm. superhero comic book movies were either pg or pg-13 because they weren't quite but now that they know you know a rated r the right you know the comic book movie with the right i mean if it's done done right a rated r version can can totally be successful which means a rated r batman movie is possible and that that I'm real that I'm really curious about is you know how far can can they really go go with this with this premise, and um bat, yeah Batman is in the movie but I mean he's in it, it's he's like very a two small. like yeah. two maybe three scenes and it and it's like dur- in the uh one you know the during the flashbacks when they cover you know a little bit of Har- Harley and Joker's hi- history and so i i thought that was done really well yeah and then they also cover it when they cover how they caught uh deadshot mm-hmm. and then at the very very end setting up the next movie, now now so. most um here's another bit of a spoiler um for most of the movie deadshot isn't wearing a mask he, right. But but he does wear wear the mask in like two scenes, which I thought was pretty neat. <laughs> right, and he put it. I think he put it. Yeah, and where he put it on was very telling. Yes, yes, the, it was done. I mean, I thought it was done really well. Yeah, because it was very. You know, there's a there's a plot driven reason uh-huh. behind him putting on the mask. Yes, I mean it's not just you know it's like either it's on or it's off, and it's like no. I'm putting it on because of blankety blank. And it's kind of like, um, like, well, speak, speak it as someone who has social anxiety and any, anytime you're kind I mean, we all do this mm-hmm. where, um, like, you know, you make, you play some kind of game game in your head. Like you're like, you're like, you know, you do have do like one little thing, and in in your head, you're you know you're Luke Luke Skywalker putting on and set, setting up his lightsaber, and you're about you know you're about to go into the X wing to to fight the Death Star when really you're just walk walking down the street to buy a couple things at the at the gro- grocery store, and then and then and then come and come back. <laughs> you know, right. we all play those little games so that we can kind of get to what you know, and it's. It it was it was that kind of a uh, thing like the reason why he was putting on the mask <laughs> it, it was kind of yeah it was kind of like one of those things right right so where he had but anyway um i don't want to talk about much more other other you know, yeah that's it's a pretty major plot point but um in just to fin- finish up they did show a trailer for uh wonder woman movie that that's coming out it looks awesome and um the i mean the i 
from from the look of it, it looks like it's set in either World War One or World War Two. Um, in the trailer, they do they do bring out the uh, the lasso. They they do in, involve that, which I thought that would, in in the trailer. I think just visually the way it was done was really good, and obviously we don't know if the I mean we don't know the invisible jet does not make an appearance in the in the trailer for well we don't know we, we don't know <laughs> but I'm actually really interested in in what in in watching that one um, but I'm I'm hoping that I know I've been really. Um, Really vo- vocal about my disappointment with uh, D- DC movies, but I mean it's it, 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 I'm I'm not bad mouthing DC. I'm just voicing disappointment. Well, I that I think that's what I just explained. <laughs> but um, this this movie has kind of started, you know, uh, decrementing that that for me. So I'm I I'm, I find myself wondering where what what DC is going to do next. Because I think that they kind of turned turned a bit a bit of a corner. Because because uh, you know, and I, I again I did not see Batman v Superman, and you know, in Man Man of there's very little humanity in Man of Steel, and you know it it's not it it was nice to get get that um, in in this movie, and in and they they do involve humor. At, at at certain points, but I mean, it's you. It's used sparsely, but it's used really well. I thought, like like nice little one liners, that you know, you get get a nice ch- okay. And so I think even there's um, well, one thing I think that the DC movies have lacked is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and the, even though, like, yeah, even in in the Marvel movies, they are dealing with serious situations. You know, like, you know, you know, alien, cosmic aliens attacking Earth. You know, that's a, and uh, but it's done in such a way that it's, it, you know, it's still it's fun and it's funny and it's exciting and that I. I actually got you know that's that sense from from this movie, so I'm hoping that DC is going to turn the corner, and mm-hmm. so you know, so it's more than just well you know anyway I kind of overexplained it I think, <laughs> so anyway um wow jeez okay we've definitely got, gone on way way too long here so um. If you're still if you're still listening, I do appreciate it. Um, let's go ahead and wrap wrap this up here. So, I, again, thank thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, I don't know, <laughs> but um, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. All those links can be found on the contact page of hovpodcast.net. You can find us on Twitter at hovpodcast. And also on Facebook, that's facebook.com forward slash honest.open.vulnerable. And you can email us at hfvpodcast at gmail.com. 